Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From the fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Today, we're going to do an interview with Jordan. This is, a, this is an older one. I got to make sure I let him know. Um, it's from late summer, but I wanted to get it up. We've been, been, been kind of backlogged, but it's a great one. I think it's gonna, you're going to find out some great things about being a young collegiate coach, um, assistant coach. So I think it will be, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to love it. Um, before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Do not wait till the first of the year. Go over, reach out to them. They'll work with you on financing. They'll work on trade-ins. Um, they'll give you $350 off if you mention Coach Unplugged. So go over and check out the great people at Dr. Dish. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is what I would have wanted as a young coach. Um, I know when I took over our program, we weren't very good at, at six winning seasons in 30 plus years, but, um, I built this to kind of help you no matter where you are. And what I think I love the most about it is it's community. It's a personal touch. It's the one-on-one calls. It's like the, the video calls that we're going to have tonight. So if you're listening to this Tuesday, we're getting together tonight and we're talking, oops, we're going to, um, talk plays and people are going to, as a group, kind of do that. So come over and check it out. It's, it's worth it on its own thousands and thousands of dollars worth of content and videos and hundreds. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a personal uh, thing for me. Um, I'm in that community. I'm helping coaches all the time in it. So it's not like sit there and, you know, try to get hold of that college coach or once a month do it. Um, that's the reason the price is the way it is, but it's still less than, less than a dollar a day. So come over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, coach, so Coach, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself, Jordan, and just kind of explain your – I always do this at the beginning because I think it's better than me. I hate listening to podcasts where people read off the bio. I like people to tell their own bio. Um, cause that, it makes it first of all, more enjoyable for me cause I do a lot of these and then 
we, I, I'm a, I'm the king of bird walking. Um, so it's a, it's a teaching term, which basically, if you ever watch birds walk, they never walk in a straight line. They kind of oh. go all over. And okay. from the other stuff we've already done today, you can tell that we'll go off on tangents, which is great. It's just, we're just talking basketball, seeing yeah. what we like. Um, so I'm going to have you introduce yourself and then we'll kind of go from there. And we've got a couple, I've got a couple of topics that I definitely want to talk about, but I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of explain to the listeners because listen, literally all over the world, um, kind of your basketball journey, how you got into this and where you are now and all that kind of stuff. All right. I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, appreciate it, Steve. So I uh, got my start. I, I played college basketball at York College of PA. Um, I played under Coach Gamber. Um, I was actually a walk-on Division three level. I wasn't heavily recruited, if not really at all recruited out of high school. And where is that school? Because the only reason I'm asking this, and again, birdwalking, is because my son just graduated from high school, and we've looked at a lot of D3 schools. So what conference and who, where is yeah. that in PA? So we played in the CAC, uh, okay. which is in, uh, and then York is in central Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, so near, near Gettysburg. Um, we play, they actually are now moving conferences to the Mac. Um, so Gettysburg's in your, cause he looked at so Gettysburg. Okay. Gettysburg is not in our league. They play in the Centennial. Um, okay. they're more like the upper, like the high academic, if you will. Uh, it's kind he's of a smart league. kid. He's going to Middlebury. So he's a smart kid. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So that would make sense. That, that league's a little bit, I wouldn't have got into Gettysburg. Let's put it that way. Um, he, he, I, it's first I paid of all, for it too. I, I, I loved Gettysburg. I thought it was a gorgeous campus. Yeah. First of all, I'm like a little bit of a history buff. So it's like, I was like, oh my God, we're at Gettysburg. And it's like, they're like, well, what does that mean? I go, well, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. so, but, um, okay. So, so yeah. So, and what league is they, are they moving to then? You said you're. They're, they're, yeah. They're moving to the Mac, which is the Mac freedom and the Mac Commonwealth, which okay. is actually where I did my GA. Okay. Uh, we're kind okay. of segued right in. Uh, I did my graduate assistantship two years at Messiah College. It's now, I think it just switched to Messiah University. Um, and they, they were in the Mac Freedom um, at, with, Co with Coach Van Pelt, Rick Van Pelt. And then from there, so two years there, uh, I got an opportunity to be an assistant at, at the Division II level down in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, the head coach in, in Nashville actually was the head coach that, Rick Van Pelt played for at Messiah. So that was the connection. Okay. Um, went down to Nashville. I'm crazy, right? It's, I'm telling you, man, it's like life is about connections. And basketball, uh, coaching at the college level is definitely about connections. But go ahead. So so went to Nashville. I was, I was only there for a year. Um, and I actually was working. It's called U.S. Select. It's kind of random camps. And – so I met a guy at a random camp in Louisville, Kentucky at this like old rundown YMCA uh, on a Sunday afternoon. And we ran this like three hour clinic. Uh, we were paired together. I didn't know who it was. They just told me somebody was coming. And he actually happened to be the dad of the video, the current video coordinator at Creighton University. So we connected uh, I guess he, he liked what I did during that three hours. And he's like, Hey, they got an opening at Creighton. Give, give my son a call. Okay. So I, I called him, did all that. I went up there. Uh, and, uh, so then from Trevecca went to, went to Creighton university and was the assistant video coordinator there, uh, for about, about a year and a half. I was planning on coming back for a year or two. And then 
during that first year, we, we got the seventh in the country. So we had Justin Patton, who actually I think Justin and Kyrie Thomas, both Creighton alum, are playing for the Detroit Pistons. Okay. Um, I think Justin just got picked up in the, in the restart here, and Kyrie was on the roster from the beginning. But both those guys were NBA guys. They were both uh, – Kyrie was a second-round pick. JP was a first-round pick. But when that happens, NBA guys will come around and ask questions. And a lot of times those guys will come to, like, the video room or, like, the Dobo room. I think part of it is they think that they're going to get more out of you than like the the assistant or like the head coach. Um, they're gonna but, get more. Tr- they're gonna get a truth teller more than a non-truth teller. Is what exactly saying. like because I'm not I'm not a seasoned vet at communicating yet, right? So they're like, let me go to the young guy and and ask him all the questions because he's gonna tell me. Um, so crafty, right? It's NBA. It, well, um, trust me, they trickle down too. Like uh, you know, with when Wesley signed some of these contracts for the, they they go back to their high school coaches. I'm telling you, and all they're oh, doing okay. is. These are like old CIA guys and old FBI guys. Cause I've looked some of them up. They're like doing, they're digging dirt. They're trying to find oh, yeah. anything. It's like, okay, there's nothing. I mean, nothing. It's wild. Yeah. It's so before we dive into, before we dive into that, tell me about the video coordinating job. What did you learn a lot? What would tell me about that job? Yeah. I'd say that I got a PhD in basketball under coach McDermott. Um, he does things at a really high level. They are very organized. Um, it's one of the best offenses consistently in division one. Um, he gives guys a ton of freedom, but we also actually, I mean, he had a ton of sets too. I mean, there there were a a lot of sets and then on the staff. So not just Mac, but you had a guy like Steve Murfeld, who's his assistant. Like he's not an assistant, but he's the assistant to the head coach who he was at Hampton when they beat Iowa state in the 15 over a two. So like I got, close to Murph and like just to learn from him and then like to have Steve Lutz and and, and Preston Murphy and, and a D-Rock who uh, Darren Dreeves is now the head coach at Drake. Steve Lutz is now like the head assistant at Purdue. So like all these guys are just great basketball minds. They're great recruiters. They're great player development. Like you're just absorbing. And that's where the Dobo Jeff Vanderloo and I don't, the Vanderloo name is, is popular in the Midwest because I think Rass, his brother, does some USA basketball stuff, and he's yep. very well respected as a high school coach in Iowa. Yep. So I don't know. You may or may not know that yeah. name. Um, he's actually one of the guys. Like, he sat me down in his office one day and because I was pushing too many buttons, just being like this go-getter, overexcited. And he, he's like, no, nah, like, you listen to us. And I kind of walked away a little bit like, oh, man. Like I'm, I'm kind of nervous now, like, but that changed everything for me. Cause he, he opened my eyes of like that. He was willing to confront me and, and like, listen, man, like you don't know anything. Right. <laughs> and I didn't, but he had, he, no one had told me that no one had, but he sat down, looked me in the face. He's like, you gotta, you gotta learn. Like you got a chance, but you better, you better just shut up and listen. Right. And when that started and when that just learning from him and th- that conversation wasn't comfortable, I was right. sitting on the other side of the desk scared out of my mind. Cause I'm like, I'm right. You're like, it's like coming in. It's like, a, it's like the scene from the Godfather. Like, yeah, come, you know, you know, sit. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm like, okay. But I walked out of that and I, and now I can reference back to that point of like, 
that's when I realized, okay, I've, I've, I've got a shift of mindset in me. And that really helped me start to begin to understand, okay, this is how it works. This is, um, but yeah, so I learned a ton. I got a PhD in basketball. Um, we were in charge of Mac and Tim, Tim and I were uh, in charge of all the video stuff. I was more of his assistant. So he kind of trickled down stuff to, to me. And so uh, explain what that job entails. So I, I don't think necessarily everyone knows. First of all, there's a food chain in the division one level. Anybody that knows. And you, it, I don't I'm not sure which one's lower, but probably video coordinators before below Dobo. I mean, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Is that true? Probably yeah. in the food chain. Yeah. So there's definitely the, and the head one is the head coach. Coach K is like, if you think of Duke, he's the head one. And then it yeah. trickles down and probably at the bottom of that food chain is the video coordinator. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's usually and, where you get your foot in the door. It's how you get your foot in the door, but explain what that job entails. Yeah. So at Creighton, what we did was we broke down and this is just kind of the basic. We broke down 500, the last 500 offensive possessions of the next opponent. So that could be uh, generally that came out to five or six games uh, that we would watch. Uh, we use sports code, which most high school coaches probably aren't familiar with. Uh, it's a branch of huddle. Now uh, huddle seems to be like a monopoly. Like they're, uh, they're, they're really huddle took to over it. huddle took over, which irritates me. I was a crossover guy. Okay. Um, the problem is with monopoly is like, Oh, the, 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 the competition I'm uh, anyway don't get me started yeah. uh, it's, it's better for the customer when there's competition yeah um you know an example yeah. is like the shooting machines there's a competition on shooting machines yeah there's there's even ones made in china there's you know i i'm a big dr dish guy there's the gun there's all yeah. sorts of them anyway but there's competition so it keeps everybody on their toes a little bit yeah um there isn't the case now in high school. Basically, everyone's on huddle, and it's like great. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. I, that could change soon. That could change because Synergy's doing Synergy's doing some stuff that's good, and my guess is they they. If Synergy comes in, they could crush huddle. I think, I think basketball. Sure. I don't know what a price point they could do it at, or like just. Well, that's the problem is they got to do it at a price point that co that high schools can afford. Uh, and they basically got to swarm in and get um, like athletic programs. Like our athletic program has huddle. So they got to, I mean, oh, I'd be all, I love synergy. Oh yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. If I could afford synergy, I'd get it for me all the time. But yeah. yeah. Um, but go ahead. Keep going. Um, breaking, break, no, breaking down. So it's my fault. I got you off okay. test. Uh, okay. no, breaking okay. down. Like what is the job entail? What, what, what do you actually do other than the 500 games? How does that go? How does it work its way up the food chain? You know, yeah. what are you expected to do? Cause you're in front of your, it's like, you're almost like your computer program. You're in front of your computer a lot, but okay. what does it all entail? Yeah. Yeah. So we take those 500 possessions and we break those down to where we can then organize them in a way that in that case, like coach Mac had, a, had how he wanted to see it. So transition came first and then any motion stuff and then into sets. And then we had to organize. So we could go through the 500 and label them. And in certain, like, it's not like an Excel spreadsheet where it, it's a little bit easy to, you can sort it all at once. And like, if you made maybe like, if you put an extra space, on an Excel spreadsheet, like it's still going to organize correctly in sports code. 
if you put like uh, baseline drive, or let's say horns, if you put horns space, like just a, like the hit the space bar, that that particular clip, whenever you organized it in sports code, that could get moved to a different part of it when you organized it, simply because there was a the space bar was hit. So then you had to go through and manually like individually move it. So that way all 500 clips were in order from how he wanted it. And then when you got into the sets, it was by frequency. So they ran horns 20 times. They ran horn side 12 times. They, they ran Butler two to like whatever. But how did you, so how did you know, first of all, obviously horns, I know horns, but how did you know how to label? And is that done by a predecessor or? Yeah, so that I had to really learn that. Tim did a lot of it, and he actually, that year, we sat down as a staff, and he's like, hey, we got we to gotta really make sure that our, our language is the same. So that way I'm not saying something that you're saying and that the players are getting four different things. So we eventually created a uh, here's kind of our language, our, our action language, because some of it is like um, – pin down like floppy pin down like you could have five or six words that described all the actions what made it easy steve was when you got the play call right and that was the that was the big thing so a lot of them we had play calls for just from previous guys and that was tim's responsibility as the head video coordinator on the bench was to listen to play calls and write it down okay so that we could go back into fast draw because that's the other part you are you're doing the 500 possessions. You're breaking that down offensively. You're labeling it so that way the words are on the page. That's just the breakdown. And then you're putting all those plays into fast draw and making sure that that exists. And then you're handing those in, uh, in sequence over to the scout coach, not to the head coach, to the guy that's in charge of the scout. Right, because anybody that doesn't know, most colleges, like – you know, maybe we'll have, if it's a D1, we'll have like three, they, they, they piggyback these, yeah. the, the, this is the way I've run my high school program too. It's like you, you, you assign the assistants jobs and then they trickle it to you at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's the way it works. Like I have, I have the next game, then you have the next one. And then the next assistant has the next one. And then I have the fourth one after that because yeah. I'm not doing every scout of every game because I'm doing other things too. Is that the way it works? Exactly. Yeah, Everybody yeah. was assigned that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, the, and the one reason I stopped there, I leaned out and I left the screen is um, I, I wrote down that action language. Cause that that was something I had been thinking about before that basically for all the coaches that are listening and I've done this, I just got to find out where it is, is like everyone in your program should have the same language about how you do things like, not just video, but like how you deal with a screen or is it help side or is it not, you know, what's your language? Cause every, there's enough tweaks in basketball that you got to kind of get that. So I'm going to come up. I, I was thinking about that this season coming up with a, especially if we have a season, I hope we have a season, yeah, but um, that we have a sheet of paper that, you know, all right, let's, you know, and I can make this fun for the guys, especially if we don't have a season about talking about language, how are we going to talk about screening and, you know, all those kind of things. But um, yeah, so how many, this is, this is like, a, how many hours a week job is that? That's like 80. Yeah. And that's for both of us. Like, and we had two at, at, like I was his assistant. I mean, we, there was two of us in that video room doing stuff. 
So we're both. And then how does that go? So use faster. I don't faster. I wish was a little bit. Hey everybody, more. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to to listen to me and those inter- and the interviews and all that. If you do like these, um, you know we've been putting them on for three or four years. If you like them, we would ask you to subscribe and and leave a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, or just send me an email. I would I'd love to hear from you, uh, Steve at tubes dot com. Um, when you're there, maybe come over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better videos, audio, community, one-on-one calls, office hours. I just, just got off a call with the teachhoops.com member. We broke some film down for him. So go over and check that out. Um, and we really appreciate that. And if you have time, go over and check out high school hoops and, uh, um, teacher side gig. Those are, those are other podcasts under the coach market, uh, media conglomerate, I will call it. So go over and check those out. Let's bet head back. Faster I wish was a little bit more intuitive too. And and if someone wants to come up with a competition for fast draw too, they we can make some money there too. Anyway, it. I mean it's true. It's like they yeah, have a monopoly. They have a little bit of a monopoly too. It's not. Then it's not like they've done anything. Like someone else. Anyway, um, how does that work? As far as it just goes to the cloud, and then he can be at home. Coach McDermott can be at home and pull it up, or how does that work? Oh yeah, no. So we anything that we gave to anything that got to Coach McDermott was handed in person. Or, or like I, I he, he didn't mess with fast draw or fast like everything to him was in person or the video was put on his computer like for example one of the other responsibilities after practice we would take all the footage that was captured from practice we we'd have to get that finished quickly um, and then we would put that on each of the assistants anybody that needed it it was transferred from the computer that captured it onto a hard drive onto individually going into each office and putting it on their computer. So they had practice from that day that they could watch. Well, that's probably changed some, don't you think? Uh, don't you think it, why wouldn't it go to, why wouldn't it go up into the, why, why would, that seems like a lot of steps in the world that we live in. You're right. But what's funny is we, we did the same thing in Milwaukee. Cause I, only- literally I have, I have a camera in my high school gym and I practice, and it's on my computer when I get home. Like yeah. it's done. It's taping the film because they have they have they have cameras now that will actually follow the ball. Yeah. Well, we so in so I guess I, at that point it may have changed since I've been there. Like the first year in Milwaukee, that's all we did. The second right. year, that the Buttonholzer staff, the video coordinator of that staff, they they purchased the drop. They purchased basically Dropbox. I think it is, it is. It was Dropbox, right? And now they wouldn't. They would upload just to the Dropbox, and everybody had access just to the, to the Dropbox. Dropbox. Yeah, and that's where there were folders that, hey, here's Bud's folder, here's Taylor Jenkins' folder. Like, here are the folders that need to go, like, and they put it in the correct folder. I love Dropbox. To be honest with so you. That's what they did because you could yeah. do unlimited. There was unlimited storage when you bought it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't and, have that at Creighton at the time. So we did, we, we hard drive, move it. That's how it, it it's like a trickle down. If, if, if I have that in my gym, trust me, most of the, probably the big boys have something that's. Yeah. <laughs> and it may have changed. I, I, it, yeah. yeah. So, right. so, so you watch, first of all, this is what I tell all the young coaches too. I, you see, I'm an old dog and I grew up two VHS tapes, three VHS. I mean, I got a DVD burner over there in my office yep. from the old days. I'm just saying, I've watched I, 
I, I bet I've watched more film than you have probably in the 30 years. Um, even though you did that for a year and a half, I probably have because I've watched a lot of film because yeah. I had to break it all down. I had to break it down. Like crossover wasn't or cuddle wasn't breaking it down. For me. I was doing all the clips myself on an older computer 15, 20 years ago. So yeah. But, yeah, but this is what I think is I think is lost is first of all, great analytics. I'm a stats teacher. Okay, great. But I don't think they're watching as much that some of the young coaches aren't watching as much because they don't have to do the stuff that you just described and that I had to describe. Yeah. Like, I don't need to watch any more film. I don't do, I don't, I, I have assistants. I don't do it. Cause I've seen, I've seen it. Like I, I need yeah. to know what they're doing and how they're doing it, but I don't need to watch more film. Like I know yeah. it's, you know, I've watched enough break. I know what's going to happen for the most part. Um, yeah. But I think that's a lost skill. I really do uh, for the, for, especially for some of the younger coaches. Watch film is what I'm telling you. Oh yeah, no question. That that's your PhD, and it that's like you're able to get synergy and watch film and do that. And even now, I'm still because I'm I, I got so much more to learn. I I'm gonna continue watching it and and use that. That's where I've learned just to watch, like watching and observing because you can watch. For example, we're putting in a new we're putting in a new offense that more fits how we really want to play here. Right. So I've I went through the YouTube videos of like the examples of that particular offense. And so I wrote down the notes. I took notes. Well, then I went and watched a full season. So about 3,300 possessions uh, of that, of the team that runs that the most. And then I actually did it for a separate team as well. So about five to 6,000 possessions. And what I found was, so some of the YouTube videos didn't match what was actually happening on the floor. Right. Like you're missed. Like it's not even about missing stuff. It's about like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Cause that doesn't even, you basically pulled one clip, put that in a YouTube and called it, called it a day. Right. But yeah. Here's watch- my clip. Here's my clip. Here's dribble drive. Well, great. You know how many different things can happen in this? Like 18. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a snapshot. Yeah. It's a snapshot. Um, and that, that's where when you watch games and film, you're like, oh, this and this. Because I've actually out of this, we've created a decision tree within the flow of this where are there too many options to give our guys? Yes. Yes, there are. Yeah. But where now, now it's, well, at least we've got the meat of it. We've got all of it. Okay, what is, is going to be most important for us? Right. And, and those are discussions that we're having right now. But we don't get there if we just watch the YouTube videos of people that are, that have already kind of quote unquote experts, if you will, right. About on it. And that's fine. Like I, I, it's, it's not a deep dive. It's a superficial, it's, it's a poll from a stats teacher. It's a poll. A poll is a literally a picture of what, you know, right now we're in the middle of a presidential election. So if people are listening to this 20 years from now, whatever, but we're in the middle of it. If they take a poll today, it's a snapshot of where people are today in an hour, things might change. Yeah. And what that's doing is you're, you're getting a snapshot of that offense, one 40-second snapshot, that's it. Like, yeah. you're, only, you're not getting the full picture of it. You know, I've had to we – we, for the last couple of years, we ran the re, a, a form of the Read and React, and Rick's a great guy. I love, I love but, the Read and React. But he's got literally – I tease him when I talk to him. I say, Rick, you got like 87 layers. 
like my guys can't handle 87 layers. Like, so I've gotten it down to like, I've gotten it down to a little like this, like five things. These are the five things you need to do. Like yeah. if we do these five things, we're going to be fine. Then if we get good at these five, we'll add five more. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's overcomplicated sometimes. Um, okay. So then what happened? So let's keep going. So you're in Milwaukee. What happened after Milwaukee? Yeah. So after Milwaukee, um, so two years there, uh, for me, how was that? How was the G league? G league's wild. The G <laughs> league. Is- Vander's one of my players. He's the second leading scorer all the time in the G league. So. Well, Vander blue is one of your guys. Oh yeah. Wesley. I've always told Vander he should go. Oh, yeah. I got his okay. cousin coming. Wesley. I, okay. I'm, I'm thinking, I was thinking Vander blue. Yeah. Vander blue is one of my guys. Okay. And Wesley's one of Wesley Matthews is one of my guys. Okay. I didn't realize Vander Blue played for you too. Yeah. So we had we had Vander. You did. Vander's yeah. played for everybody. He's played for everybody. He 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 was there. I mean, he he was there for maybe probably a month and a half. He was a seasoned vet, but that uh Oh, he's it, a seasoned vet. It it's wild. I mean, it, it's it, it's the Wild West. It's the Wild West. You're 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 trying to do all these things and it's so hard because nobody really knows yet what they want to do with the G league. Like it's just starting to form. And in my opinion, there's one organ there's, there's a couple of organizations that, that do it, the G league at the highest level. Right. But my guess is they're losing money. Yes. And the problem is the G league might blossom this year. This might be the year they blossom. It could, but what's interesting is the other day, um, somebody the, the like the Pistons or somebody sold their G League team. So like I, I don't, I was confused. I, what do you I mean? I, they, they, the Pistons the, sold the Pistons. I'm sorry, the Northern Arizona Suns. So the the Phoenix okay. sold their G League team to the Pistons, who have a G League team in Michigan in Grand Rapids. So like I think that means that. Phoenix isn't gonna have a G League team anymore, which because I like, could. Who are, are they creating their own? Then, like, why would you sell? Right, I, I was really confused. The, the 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 format behind it makes sense. You do the European or the baseball model to have a feeder. It just hasn't become that yet. It needs to become that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that it ever will, because we have college sports. We do. And the problem is, that's why I said with the pandemic and stuff, maybe this is the window where I'm not going to go play at Kentucky. I'm going to go play in the G League. And if enough guys do that, because they know they're not going to play this year. Yeah. And it'll be a challenge. The, yeah. the way they, they've learned, in my opinion, they've learned with this whole new, like, I'm going to pay these guys uh, $500,000 to come and play on whatever the team's called and, and play a couple of, because they, those guys would have never survived straight out of high school in the G League. They right. Wouldn't have. They just they, they wouldn't have. There's and no what what makes the G League hard for somebody? It's just that it's a business. And it, yeah, there's no there, there's not enough great structure in the G League for them to succeed. Way too much free time. Not enough resources at most G League spots for them to get the adequate work that they need to be successful. Cause that they would be getting if they went to a Kentucky for a year right. and then went to and got drafted number in the first round. Well, now you're on the NBA floor consistently 
and at that point you're learning, you're growing, you're around 25 people who are all basketball people. So you've got your workout guys, you've got your film guy, you've got, you know what I right. mean? Right. You've got your nutritionist, you've got your the G League, the G League just doesn't, they need to pour more money on the G League is what they yeah, do. Yeah, and at that point you're losing, like, is it, is it worth it? Like, if I'm an NBA executive, I'm like, is it? No, because I'm, I'm trying to fill my roster spot out. These are the 10th, 11th, 12th guys on my rosters. Exactly. So, yeah. like, are they, do your 10th, 11th, how much do the 10th, 11th, 12th guys in an NBA team influence, like, bit, are not, they're important. They are very important. Right. If like, but they're not your seven guys when you're in the seven right. game NBA finals. Those guys will never see the floor in those moments. Right. Are you right. going to invest millions of dollars in guys that are going to be that role? Yeah, it has to be a. It has to be the league running it. To be honest with you, the league has yeah. to say this is important enough. Yeah. But it will be an interesting pivot. Okay, so what happened after Milwaukee? Yeah, so came came to Gannon. Um, I got connected with Coach Jefferson. I actually had never met Coach Jefferson, but um, <laughs> isn't that wild? The first time I met Coach Jefferson was actually on campus after I had been hired. I got I got here at like eleven o'clock at night to to stay in the dorms for a couple of weeks before to find how to find housing here with my wife and all that. I came up early, um, but got connected to him through uh, one of the coaches at Purdue, who was okay. a great. Yep. Uh, um, so that was the connection. Yep. And, and, and we're yeah. That's this will be the entering year two here. And so explain and, explain where you are, what division, what league you play in, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we play. In, we're NCAA Division two. Uh, we play in the PSAC. Uh, we are in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is Western Western PA. Um, I know Erie. That's my that's my halfway stop. That's my halfway stop to. Um, to my brother's lake house is Erie. Right. So well, it, it's about shot, half from uh, Madison to New Hampshire. It is literally like halfway mark. Like love next yeah. time next time you're near you give me a call. I will the gym, hang out. We'll go get some lunch. We'll go to Dave's Diner down here. Maybe the tap house. They got it's great gorgeous. Though that drive is gorgeous along the lake and stuff. Gorgeous. We're we're in a great spot. We're, we're in a great spot. It's a really healthy spot. The institution's locked in. Like we're we're in a really healthy spot here where we can, and there's a rich history at Gannon, so it's really going to give us an opportunity to get back to the Final Four where Gannon's been before. So we're really excited um, entering year two with our guys, and it's hopefully we get to play at some point. But we're right. How, how does recruit? How is recruiting working now? And how does scholarships work at at that level? Yeah. So Gannon, we are fully funded. So most Division two schools, it kind of varies. I, I, you, you may know more than me of who's fully funded and who's not. I, I don't. I do. I know a lot, at least in the Midwest. Like, yeah. yeah, fully funded, not fully funded means, you know, if there's 12 or 15 scholarships, I don't know what it is, is it two? It might be, is it 10? Yeah. That they get all 10 of them. Some schools get eight, and then they'll split up those eight, and they'll give them 30, 30, 30 70, and, they, you know, they play this game to fill out their roster. Um yeah, like Kentucky gives full scholarships out. Trust me, um, but yeah, yeah. The, the Division Two works yeah, a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're we're thankful because we get ten, and, and we're, we're in a situation where guys can get get a little bit more if they're academic and stuff too. So we we're we would even split those, so which is nice. So we most of our guys are on full scholarships; they're not paying anything to come here, and that's going to separate you from the start in recruiting, in my opinion. 
and then being able, but then there's, there's real expectation, right? If I'm in a division two school, it only gets three and I got to split those three to make a team. There might not be a lot of expectation there. Right. Um, here it's a little bit different. We, we kind of operate like a lower division one school in that, Hey, we're giving you these resources. Our entire staff is full time. There's three of us. We're all full time. We don't have other jobs. Like I'm not doing, uh, I'm not doing Uber at night or right. whatever it may be. I'm not the rec sports coordinator. Like right. coach Griff and I as assistants, like we're strictly men's basketball. So for us, it's, it's different. Um, and they treat it like that. And we're thankful for that. Um, what's your, rec- what's your recruiting, what's your recruiting radius? So we can be, we're, fl- we're pretty flexible. Um, we we want to make sure that we take care of home. We've got a couple of local guys. We, we want to make sure we keep our best talent at home. And we've done that this year uh, with a couple of guys we got coming in. Uh, one's from Kennedy Catholic an hour and a half away. And the other one's right down the road at Cathedral Prep. Okay. So re- recruiting locally is important because you got to make sure that home base is covered. But then radius wise, I mean, we, what's we the closest D one, the closest division one, is that I would say that it's probably split, right? St. Bonaventure's an hour north, like Cleveland State is an hour uh, west, and then like Duquesne's like an hour okay. south. Okay. So, okay. Um, we, and those are the guys that we're trying to compete with. Right. Um, we, we, want those, we want those kind of guys. And, and um, but yeah, recruiting radius, like for example, we've got, we've got a kid coming from Oregon this year. So we're, it, it kind of we can be flexible with that, but I'd say that Midwest. I've, I've tried to get in with some guys in Wisconsin, and because we can offer those full scholarships, it changes the game for us. We can be flexible in who we recruit because the a Wisconsin school may not have it. Well, there's or, only one D two school. Right, Parkside. Parkside has it, I think. Yeah, but those Midwest schools may not. So we may be able to pull a kid that's going getting a half scholarship from a Midwest school. Right. There, no, no, no. So the, it's the mini. You're, if you're coming into Wisconsin, you're competing with a few Illinois, but most Northern Minnesota schools, those yeah. D2s. And then you go farther West that way. Um, so what they do is they come in and try to, that's what they I mean. The we at could probably be D2. Like our division, oh, no our division three could probably no be D2. But they're not, so all the kids leave to yeah to go to the to the next level. Um, yeah, if if the WEAC ever became D two, it was like holy crud, that would change the dynamics of everything. Won't, but um, yes, yeah, those dudes can play in that league. I mean, UW Oshkosh is where the G League team was. Oh yeah, they can play. Like think about think about the coaches though that have come through. That Dick Bennett was at at Point, Bo Ryan was at Platteville. I mean. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's no yeah. joke. Well, that's where Steve Murfeld, he was in that league. That went right. to Hampton. That was a great. He was in that league first. I mean, he like, oh yeah, that's no joke. Those dudes can hoop there. I, I, and they I and they and they put up a they Honestly, put up a re- they put up a really good fence too. Like a lot of these kids don't leave. Like, yeah, you know they they come get them before it's like yeah, uh-huh. it's 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 impressive. Um. All right, so let's talk about player development. How do you work with player development? So I'm going to go back to – so here's how I saw you on the web was I think you posted something about post work. Yeah, some post-touch stuff. Was it That was interesting. Yeah. So we uh, – for me it's important because guys don't have access – like high, a lot of high school coaches, if any, don't really have access to Synergy. 
So during the summertime, I went through different things that, that I thought this could be interesting for a high school program that likes sets, that likes post, post touch or guard jumpers or whatever it may be. And give them, let's give them access to maybe film that they don't have access to. So I'll try and send out a monthly email to, to guys of like, okay, here's some post-touch stuff and give you – some of it comes from the video um, that, that's on Synergy, and then some of it comes from scouting reports that we had done in the NBA. Okay. Oh, I will uh, I will put the – I'll put your contact stuff on the bottom. When we're done, I'll do that. So if people want to get on that, that's perfect. So that – that I try and send that out because that's – you guys don't have access to it, and, I, and, you, sh- and you should. So and Twitter's a weird cookie. And Twitter's just a weird cookie because I see stuff, and then I get distracted, and then it's gone. Like, you know what I mean? It's on your feed. And you'll yeah. see it, and then it's like, poof, it's gone. Like, oh, crud, what yeah. happened to that? And then try to try yeah. to go find it again, unless you know specifically where it came from. Um, it's yeah. not an easy task. Yeah, so that's why I try and then go back. I'll link it to that Twitter page. So it just goes specifically to that. So okay. asking if they like it, they don't. If they like it, great. If they don't, like, it, you kind of get a mix of, hey, can – then you get some coaches, hey, coach, can you send me some based on out-of-bounds plays? And you're like, yeah, here's – I may not break it down for you, but if you like, right. uh, there was a, a group of coaches locally that that had me on to kind of talk, and the one guy liked Brad Stevens, and so I before I got got there, I pulled all the Brad Stevens stuff from his Butler year, and I sent him through WeTransfer like all the clips, so he could break it down. Like here is just film that you can watch, right? Because uh, it's not relevant for me, but you like it, so you like Brad Stevens, man. I know. Synergy is yeah. an interesting. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. No matter where you listen, Apple, Spotify, we love those five-star reviews. Make sure you also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.